Today, we dive into the new church year at the deep end, the end times. So, take a deep breath, descend into your seat, and plunge with me into Advent. We start Advent not with the first coming of Jesus as a baby, but looking forward to the second breathtaking coming of Jesus the Christ at the end time. Today is the first Sunday of the first year of the triennial lectionary cycle. You know, we do a year of Matthew, a year of Mark, and a year of Luke. And this is the first Sunday of Matthew, one of the best. Yes. Um, It is a new beginning, a day to rededicate ourselves to fulfilling the utmost goal of our lives, living into our eternal lives until we are fully immersed in the holy Now, you know, our eternal life does not start at the end of our earthly life. Because about that, we have little control. We know neither the day nor the hour. As Jesus says, here we are in our ordinary lives, eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, gardening in our fields side by side, grinding coffee beans in our kitchen, side by side, when suddenly that part of our life ends. We must stay awake and aware that as we live our ordinary lives, we are living in God's realm at this present moment. In ordinary life, we are living in the not yet until we enter the greater life. Now, We abide in eternal life in the present moment because, if you think about it, eternity is eternity. It has no end. It has no beginning and no end. We are surrounded and enveloped in eternity, our whole lives. You can't help it. Um, And actually, that's how Matthew thinks of the life of Christ. It didn't happen only once historically, and then a separate, unconnected end time. For Matthew, the life of Jesus is the beginning of the reign of God on earth that continues throughout time simultaneously with eternity. That's a kind of a hard thing to grasp, but we are in eternity. And the church is already living and always will live in the turning of the ages. We are called to wake up and see it with new eyes, all the places that God is active in our lives. Now, we can always begin being wide awake during Eucharist as we feel the bread and wine absorb us into the great eternal body of Christ. So we absorb that bread and wine, and it absorbs us into the body of Christ at the same time. 
beyond taking Eucharist, what we do in the meantime before the last day is to practice Matthew's Sermon on the Mount. Matthew's the only one who does the whole Sermon on the Mount. And we practice doing the deeds of mercy, forgiveness, and peace that characterize the kingdom people being the church in the world. I had an experience of being the church in the world and that metaphorical vision of of the end time when Jesus claims us this week. Now, most of you know, I think, that I am part of the economic dignity team of power, which is Philadelphians organized to witness, empower, and rebuild power. And my economic dignity team has been hearing from the workers who pack meals for all of the airline flights that fly out of Philadelphia. They are willing workers, so faithful. They are subcontracted under American Airlines, but they get virtually no health care. I have listened to their stories passionately told in broken English. Most of them are black or brown immigrants from southern African countries, Liberia, Guinea, places like that. But here they are in their chosen country, and here they stand in 40-degree refrigerated rooms preparing all of that food that we eat whenever we fly. Their children go without medical checkups, without health care, no vaccinations. One woman told us that she worked through toothache so severe that her face swelled up. She became feverish, got a high fever. She worked until she had to go to the emergency room, get some care after that. It cost so much that she lost, they lost their home. And now they're living from friend to friend. These workers earn less than $25,000 a year, and the cheapest plan of health care that their employer offers costs more than a third of what they earn. So really, they decide not to get it. And they can't get federal health care subsidies because they're afraid ICE will show up and deport them. I felt enormously privileged to be invited to stand with these workers to ask for fair treatment. And we did that this week, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, which is a heavy air travel day, as you know. We gathered with 400 of the workers and their supporters from power and various unions. We gathered at the departure gate of the Philadelphia airport. And we marched. And we chanted and we prayed as the news helicopters rotated overhead. It's very dramatic. The Perugia experience happened when 37 of us acted out our deaths to demonstrate how perilous the workers' lives are without health care. When the time was signaled to us, 
We 37 stepped out into the four-lane road in front of the airport where the cars whizzed by. We were trembling in hope that the cars would hold back at the police line. We spread out to fill the whole road. Then we lay down on that cold macadam. My breath went out of me. I was surrounded by corpse-like bodies. It was very quiet. My mind went blank, except for a deep yearning for God to deliver God's people. For God to deliver God's people, that was my prayer. This was the church and its allies living eschatologically. We were gathered in a death experience while multi-faith congregation called for the kingdom to be realized on earth. This is our church at work, being kingdom people, being the church in the world. And I can tell you, being the church in the world gets results. In 2014, when I started this work, those airport workers were getting less than $8 an hour. And they had to beg their managers for extra hours because they never worked a full-time week. Many of them at that time had no fixed addresses because they couldn't afford rent. In 2016, we won a minimum wage, which is now $13, and it's going up to 15 by 2022. And recent union contracts are beginning to ensure full-time work. And those full-time hours and fair wages create stable lives. And when affordable health care is added, it will make such a difference that those of us who are paying attention will glimpse Matthew's vision of waiting expectantly for coming, the coming of Christ at the Perugia. So stay awake. I invite you to join with me for future exciting actions of the church in the world. Welcome to the new church year and to your eternal life. Amen. Amen.